Hello, everybody! It's your favorite brother, brother, Lawson Leong here, doing a solo show today as um, my uh, tag team partner, co-host, Benel Hermosen, or as um, the Americans like to say, Jermosen. Uh, Benel is not here. He's working a triple-double. Uh, he's working a lot. He's just working constantly he's got a new job and he's working his tail off being a being a big boy so um i'm here recording by myself uh kind of like um uh my boys over at voices of wrestling they um when joe lanza does his uh, solo recordings just talking about wrestling to yourself can be kind of weird because it's, uh, it's already a niche thing um and you know when, when you're with a friend it's like Oh, uh, now I get to, like, express all my th thoughts about this shit I watched, but, you know, now I'm alone, just thinking about it. And this is a huge weekend of wrestling we got. We got, um, uh, tonight, uh, the, by the time this comes out, it will, this will already have happened, but Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonors tonight, as I'm recording on a Friday. Then we got No Mercy on Sunday, as well as, um... New Japan Destruction in Kobe. Um, so I'll be previewing all all of these shows. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of them, I suppose. I think Evolve is also doing something this weekend, as my voice goes up. Uh, maybe that's next weekend. Um, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna get into Evolve though. I'm not yet. I'll do a review of Evolve if um, I get around to that show. Because uh, I don't even know what it is. So, we'll see. Um, I got, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. We've got Wrestle 1 to talk about. That's right. We're talking about Wrestle motherfucking 1. Uh, I guess I might talk about TNA? Well, you know, let's just start with TNA. Um, really briefly. They, um, they might be, <laughs> they might be going down the shitter. This whole, Jeff Jarrett's a goddamn genius. He... Even though he brought GFW to Impact and, and together, I suppose you could say, under the Anthem name, he retained the rights to the GFW property. And so, now that Jeff Jarrett looks like he's on the outs with this, he still maintains the rights to GFW, and therefore Impact might have to go back to being called Impact. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Leave it to Jeff Jarrett. He never loses that man. He doesn't lose. He only he he doesn't get mad. He gets even. Jeff Jarrett. Um, there's a dude who stole Kurt Angle's wife. And let's let's put it let's put it like it is. Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, world champion. Uh, Jeff Jarrett stole his wife. Uh, and then Kurt Angle just continued to work for him for like years. Uh, they made it a real life feud. It's fucking bizarre, man. It's bizarre. I don't know how... Obviously, Kurt was going through some stuff at the time, but, like... Uh, anyway, um... Jeff Jarrett. He's the ultimate worker, that guy. He doesn't... This dude doesn't stay down. He doesn't listen to Corey Graves' knuckle tattoos. He, uh... He won't stay down. Um... So, I guess good for him? I don't know. It's... Uh, whether or not Jeff Jarrett is good for the wrestling business is a whole other debate entirely, but the, you know... Um, well, you know, uh, yeah, fuck TNA, uh, they're apparently moving to Canada, and, uh, you know, I've been, I've been enjoying their TV, it's been, like, 
But honestly, with all the wrestling out there, I can't really recommend it. It's basically like watching TNA is basically like watching CWF Mid Atlantic, where it's like, except like honestly, Trevor Lee's main events are better than anything TNA does. It's like TNA will have you'll have like a three and a half star match, you know, here and there, and like I like some of the. I mean, I, I really enjoy Sanjay Dutt and Trevor Trevor Lee's in TNA, right? He's in there, but he's not a main eventer, you know, so he doesn't get the time to wrestle um, his type of. A main event match that he doesn't see CWF Mid Atlantic, which by the way you can watch CWF Mid Atlantic just for free on YouTube, it's just on there. Um, and you know it's a lot, it's very indie rific, but then like you know top of the card Trevor Lee and like Andrew Everett's there, and sometimes like a big star like Michael Elgin will show up and really um, put on put on some fucking. You and it's, when you watch a show like that, you can really you can tell the difference between. Like a high level, like a top class, or a world class wrestler, and like an indie guy because it's a real you can really tell the difference. Um, so anyway, yeah, TNA their show is just kind of like you know it's a bunch of decent wrestling and some decent some pretty good booking and storytelling for the most part. But yeah, it's hard to recommend with all the good stuff that's out there. I mean. Um, even let's get to Wrestle One here, yeah, because we're talking about Wrestle One. Wrestle One just had a show. Uh, let me pull this up here. In Yokohama, right? Is that what this is? What it's what's this called? Wrestle One Pro Wrestling Love in Yokohama, 2017. Uh, this happened on September 2nd, uh, and you can find this, by the way. Um, uh, well, if you if you throw it online, you can find it. I don't want to, but you can also. Uh, the Real Hero uh, uh, Drive, if you don't know about that, you can throw that into Google, you should be able to find it. The um, the Real Hero uh, uploads Puro to um, uh, to a Google Drive, and you can, you can and there you can watch all the Puro that's not, that doesn't have their own streaming service. Uh, mm, swig of vitamin water for the working man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if, uh, what if Stone Cold actually did that? Mmm, swig of coconut juice for the, for the working man. Anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, Russell One had this big show. Um, it was headlined by Jiro Kuroshio. I don't know how to say his last name, I just call him Jiro. Jiro Kuroshio. Again, Shotaro Ishino. Again, you can find this on the Real Hero Drive, which has all the Puro that, um, is not, so there's like no stardom on there, no New Japan, and no Dragon Gate, I mean, sorry, no DDT, because DDT has their own streaming service now, but there is Dragon Gate, there is Wrestle 1, I will be getting to Dragon Gate later, because they had like their biggest show in a while, um, so, uh, Wrestle 1's on there, All Japan, uh, is on there, Big Japan, All J the, oh man, All Japan's been just great too, um, so yeah, um, so yeah, Shotaro Shino is basically the new ace of Wrestle One, and it's like he's like the first guy that's actually worked for them. He's a he's a well, I don't know if he's a draw per se, but he's been champion since um, most of this year, like since February I want to say. And like, I thought when they they had the title in Yuji Hino, Yuji Hino was the best champion that Wrestle One had. Uh, if you want to like. You should look up Yuji Hino. He's a he's a he's a big bruising badass. He's great. 
His his finisher is called the Fuck You Bomb, which is a power bomb, which is preceded um, by him flipping off the audience. <laughs> just like one of the best moves in wrestling. I mean, it's a it's just a power bomb, but the theatrics really make it. He's just Yuji Hino is a fucking legend. I don't know why they took the belt off him as soon as they did, but um, they just gave it back to Kai, and that you know, that didn't work out. Um, Sonata left. Kai was a failure in Wrestle 1, and so Shitaru Ashino, who's not that young, he's like, uh, he's like my age, he's like 20, might be 28, um, he's, um, but he's, he's the man now, he's the champion, he's the ace of this promotion, he's been the first man to really stabilize this promotion, and this title, and really feel like the man in Wrestle 1. Mmm. Vitamin more is tasty. Um, I will have to be pausing to drink in between this, because I do have a little bit of a case of the dry mouth, and it's hard when I'm the only one talking. Um, so, versus, he was, uh, and he's wrestling Jiro. Jiro, I don't, was he in, um, uh, he might have been, was he in New Japan's Super J Cup last year? I think maybe he was. I think that's maybe the first time I saw him, and he literally wrestles in, in a jacket. Like, he has a jacket on the whole match and i thought that was like just a thing he was doing like you know for short matches this 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 is a main event match this went like over a half hour i, I think i don't i don't have the time up here but it, it it was it was 40 minutes and this dude wrestled the whole thing in this jacket i mean that's impressive enough it's impressive enough but it's it never it, you know it felt weird in like the first 15 minutes that he still had the jacket on and then after that, it just it just was what it was. It just feels like this man just wrestles in a jacket. That's what it is. Um, and honestly, this was the greatest Wrestle 1 match of all time. This is a match of the year contender. I gave this four and three quarter stars. And in my, um, I write the match of the month for uh, Voices of Wrestling. Uh, you can, voicesofwrestling.com. You can find my articles on there, as well as a lot of other cool stuff that they do. And, um... Uh, this right now is my number one for September. Now, it, it helps that New Japan hasn't exactly been on fire this month. <laughs> uh, like they have been all year. But, um, right now, this is, um, uh, this is my favorite. And I will, you know, I will review, um, these New Japan, uh, the, or New Japan and, uh, what, Destruction in uh, Hiroshima. Because we, I reviewed Fukushima with Benel last week. Basically just saying it was a mediocre show. Probably the worst one of the year. But, Back to Wrestle 1, Ashino versus Jiro, this is, I mean, this is the ace versus the underdog, uh, charismatic babyface that Jiro is, he's a very charismatic dude, um, and I, I didn't know he had this level of worksmanship on him, and also, this is the first Shitaro Ashino match I'd seen, I'd heard about this dude, I heard that he was Wrestle 1's guy, uh, but this is, a, this is essential viewing, if you are... Uh, you know, a, like, if you're, a, like, a, a wrestling fan that watches, uh, more than just, like, casually, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, you don't have to know anything. I, I'm providing all the backstory you really need here. Shintaro Shino's the ace. Jiro, um, is the, uh, the challenger, the challenger, you know, the underdog, uh, with the, with the pretty hair and the jacket and just the cool, charismatic dude. But he fucking backed it up in the ring. This match, uh, you know, it's not like I've watched that much Wrestle 1, but 
basically everyone who's seen this is saying this is the best Wrestle 1 match of all time, or at least of the modern era, because uh, Wrestle 1's been around longer than I thought. It's been like 13 years or something like that. Um, at least, but I mean, the the Keiji Muto era is kind of a different era, I guess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, um, this, this was just, I mean, this was just excellent. I don't know what else to say. And it's, you know, it's excellent in a, in a way that, um, because of Shino, I mean, he does like the big European uppercuts and he has the ankle lock finish and, uh, a variety of dope suplexes. And, and Jiro basically was countering with like some levels of high flying, but also, uh, a lot, he had his own technical uh, wrestling boots on. This match just felt... Because these two guys were so new to me, I've seen one Jiro match before this. It was my first Jotaro Shino match. It was like... I, you know... That's what's fun is I didn't ex- I didn't know what to expect. You know, as much as I love... You know, the Okada and Omega matches, right? Um, what makes those so good is I know those guys' moves. And so you, like, you kind of know, like, oh, Omega might be going for a knee here. Okada's going to be looking to hit... That drop kick, or uh, or try to, or maybe set them up for a tombstone. With these guys, it's like, well, I didn't know what these guys were gonna tr- do at all. Uh, I didn't know, um, I didn't know, I didn't even know the guys' finishes. Uh, uh, I don't. Jiro likes the moonsault, it seems like, um, and uh, Oshino likes the ankle lock. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, at one point, Oshino, towards the end here. Pulled out just a, 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 like, you know, remember how Sean Benjamin used to do the T-Bone Suplex Power Slam? Which I thought was pretty cool because it was a unique move. Especially, like, when I was watching wrestling as a teenager, I was like, oh, no one really does that. It didn't look particularly devastating, but it looked unique. Shotaro Shino did one here. It was almost like a reverse of the way Benjamin used to do it. Like, he turned the other way. It's like a T-Bone into, like, a Power Slam. But the torque he got on, on it was so, I thought that was the finish. It was... It was, uh, I popped huge, um, for that move. Uh, it looked, I thought that was, yeah, and, and there was just a gr- bunch of great near falls at the end, and, yeah, this is just an excellent match. I don't know, um, uh, maybe I've spent too long about it, but it's just, it's, um, you know, it's, since the, since the G1 ended, since Omega and Naito in the G1 finals, there hasn't been a match that, um, I've been into as much as... Uh, the, well, maybe the maybe the four the the four way at SummerSlam, I guess, that was after the G one, but this match was better than that four way. It was a lot, it was a lot better than that four way, and that four way was great. So check this match out. Um, either uh, find it online or the the Real Hero Drive. You can just watch. It's the it should be the most recent Wrestle One show. Uh, Pro Wrestling Love in Yokohama on September second. Um, the main events, and there's some other great. There's a, apparently a great junior match on here too, that I haven't gotten around to watching, and a great tag match. Um, so, I guess in Wrestle One it's called the Cruiserweights, not the Juniors. So, um, yeah, I I, I want to get around to those as well. They must might be match of the month uh, worthy, but the main event is must 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 see. Um, let's move over to Dragon Gate here. Uh, Dragon Gate had. Uh, Dangerous Gate 2017 uh, on September 18th. Quick hitting thoughts on the rest of the SummerSlam card outside of the two main events. Hell of a what? U.S. Championship match. What is AJ- this bullshit? What the fuck? 
You ever had an ad just pop up? Holy shit. It was so loud. I'm sorry about that, guys. That was, uh... I was just trying to have the cards up, and then a fucking ad pops up. I have ad block, though. What the f- I don't know. Um, I guess it wasn't an ad. It's, like, one of those embedded videos. Sorry about that, guys. That's, uh... Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Dragon Gates. Uh, September 18th. Dangerous Gate. Here we go. Um, so, uh, look, this, this, this is a very noteworthy show. Yamato's been Dreamgate champion for over a year, defeating people who were more over than him along the way, like Naruki Doi, uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, Akira Tazawa, I was more over than him, but he was leaving, so that's what it is. Um... Yeah, so, it basically beat everyone except maybe Masato Yoshino, who, thank god he's back, huh? That dude, we, that dude might have never wrestled again. There was a time when we thought that dude got injured, um, earlier this year. We thought he might never, ever wrestle again. Looks like he hasn't missed a step. He's, uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Masato Yoshino. That, Dragon Gate has a lot of the best wrestlers in the world that nobody talks about. Or even, because you have to watch the, you'd have to watch Dragon Gate to know that they exist, but... You know, it's what it is. They have a lot of fun. And where I, Dragon Gate always excels. Uh, well, the speed of their matches is always insane. But their multi-man matches and how they tell stories as... With the units, the units are a big thing in Dragon Gate. Um, uh, and they really... You know, like they have, there's factions in New Japan, but it's kind of like... It's not the same as the units in Dragon Gate, where it's like really... The storytelling is really geared through telling uh, stories of teams... And within these units, and they've been doing this um, this unit survival race is what they call it, and basically all the units were fighting to survive, and this was the final match, uh, the final night uh, uh, of the survival race. Um, the losing unit must disband. Uh, it was a no DQ match of Berserk versus the Jimmies. The Jimmies longest. <laughs> Longest running faction or unit in Dragon Gate, and so I kind of figured they were losing this one, and eventually they did. Um, the Jimmies are no more. Uh, they went out. Uh, Jimmy Susumu, one of the, also one of the best wrestlers in the world, uh, <laughs> it was the was the leader the leader of the Jimmies, and he went out, uh, went out on his back there, unable to defeat both Shingo and T Hawk, at the very end there. I guess they're giving T-Hawk his heat back by having T-Hawk be the sole survivor for Berserk. Um, this match was apparently... I haven't seen this now. I haven't seen any of these matches, I will say. I uh, haven't gotten around to them, but I've heard that they were awesome. And will probably all, all be in the match of the month. Um, just, <laughs> yeah. When the Jimmys formed... I'm reading off my voice of wrestling right now. Uh, when the Jimmys formed, Sema was in the early stages of his historic Open the Dreamgate reign. CM Punk was beginning his second run as WWE Champion, the one that started when he beat Del Rio, right, in the in the Garden. Was it the Garden? Yeah, it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim Cornette was still working for Ring of Honor, and there was heat between David Richards and uh, Kevin Steen. Uh, and Okada had just won the IWGP Heavyweight title. For the first time, uh, that's that's amazing. That's when the Jimmys formed, and now they're broken up 
with Okada being the most dominant wrestler in Japan. Uh, Kevin Steen has pinned John Cena. And now his headbutted Vince McMahon. Uh, CM Punk has been out of wrestling for a while. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy that they've been together. Five years is it's a long time. You know? A lot of stuff happens in wrestling. Um, I mean, there was no shield when the Jimmy's worked. The Shield were all in FCW, and there wasn't there weren't even a, the Shield yet. Um, or maybe it was NXT by then, but uh, they weren't the Shield yet. And now they're uh, they've been broken up, and two thirds of them are back together. That's how long the Jimmys have been a thing, and now they've been killed by Berserk, the lead heel unit in Dragon Gate. Um, Jimmy Susumu, just a great baby face. I love Susumu. He's just the man. Just, uh, his fucking great... His... His great... He throws one of the best lariats in wrestling. And you know how much I love a good lariat. I love lariats when they're done well. And he does them really well. And has a lot of versions of them. <laughs> and he... Just could not survive Shingo and T-Hawk at the end there. And, uh... This is a no-DQ elimination match. So, Dragon Gate excels in elimination matches also, which is why their big unit matches are so fun to watch. Because they work so fast. But the eliminations are always booked so smartly and well, and not, like, just throwaway nonsense like they do in WWE. Um... Yeah, they're all just laid out really well. And, uh... I can't, you know... This one is no-DQ, so they were doing insane stuff with, like, tables and barbed wire and barbed wire tables and fucking just all types of shit so uh definitely we're checking that out and the match before this i should say the tag title match of sema and dragon kid ck1 as they're known uh the champions defeated big r shimizu and katoka big r shimizu is one of the next breakout stars of dragon gate it's obvious he's like a power junior there like the next shingo except more of a baby face and Katoka is this great underdog character who was... He basically was like the Yujiro of Berserk for a while, where he was like, you know, the bottom feeder. And then Berserk kicked him out and turned on him. And after that, he, he you know, he turned face and, like, would get his revenge on Berserk here and there. And, like, now he, he's one of the guys that loves, like, trying to beat them up. But he's a little dude, and he's, he's still a little weirdo. Um, but he's, uh... He's not like a perv, I should say. He's the, he's not like Yujiro in terms of he was a perv. He was more like a weirdo, right? Like, he just he would just, like, say, bleh, and, like, wave his hands in front of his face because that was his gimmick, and he's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's not like a playboy or anything. He's just weird, but, like, a little weirdo, and that's, like, his... So in Berserk, that's what he was. He was, uh, their little weirdo. And then El Lindemann... Kind of has replaced him as that. El Lindemann is like this very small dude, but is just a great worker. And like, it, he's the type of guy he wouldn't get over anywhere else, El Lindemann. But in, in Dragon Gate, he's a, he's a guy. He's like the number three in Berserk. Um, because uh, that's how Dragon Gate rules. That's how they, that's how they run shit. Um, so, Katoka is now this great underdog babyface who just loves fighting with Berserk. Uh, and here they were fighting against CK1, trying to win their... Katoka's going for... Uh, well, actually, I guess Katoka uh, has won. He 
He defeated Tozawa for the uh, Brave Gate, actually. But he was, like, an unworthy champion. That was, like, the whole thing there. Uh, back when he was a heel. So, but Shimizu was going... I guess Shimizu's been champion, too. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what, I don't know why I'm acting like they haven't won belts. These guys have won belts. But Seema Dragon could have been champions for a while now. Uh, Seema's, like, you know, the old... He's Mr. Dragon Gate, I guess. He, he'd have to be. Uh... And Dragon Kid is just, like, uh, you know, another veteran there. Uh, they defeated the youngsters. Uh, I don't know where they're, where they're gonna lose these tag belts. They just have had them for a while. But apparently that was also a great match. Uh, and once again, you can find this show on the drive. Uh, Dangerous Gate. September 18th. Uh, the Real Hero Drive. Um, and that brings me to the main event. I've not seen this either. But I'm, I, I have to. Because, uh, my man, Masaki Mochizuki, defeated Yamato. Yamato's been champion for over a year. And Masaki Mochizuki defeated him in the main events. Uh, unbelievably. I, you know, I, going into this, I wanted Mochizuki to win. Uh, I don't know if most people did. I think most of Western fans did, because there's been disappointment with Yamato's reign. Uh, and when he won the title from Shingo, it was awesome. That match he had with Shingo, I gave four and three quarter stars last year. Um, it was a like, uh, really excellent match. It was like last August, when Yamato beat... Uh, Shingo, and, um, it was, like, the same month as, like, the G1, and it was my, I, I, it was, like, my second favorite match of that month or something, um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, just, the, I, so, Yama, I mean, I really like, like Yamato as a wrestler, I think it's great, but his title run has been, it's a hit or miss with his singles matches, you know, that's the, Dragon Gate, they struggle when it comes to, their top champions, just because I, I think Doi struggled with it. Um, Yoshino might be the best they have, but they can't just keep going back to him because these guys are all they do the multi man matches so well. Um, they're no, there's no company. I say this pretty um, proud. I mean, not proudly, but pretty uh, confidently. Um, maybe, maybe in Mexico, maybe Mexican, maybe some promotion in Mexico. Uh, could uh, do it better, but I don't think any there's any wrestling company that does multi-man matches as well as Dragon Gate. Uh, whether they're elimination or not, I think they just the six mans, eight mans, ten mans. You know, these were in, you know in WWE they'd be throwaways. Um, I mean, Progress has some fun six mans, I guess. I, they usually do if they do like a six man. Um, but still not, I mean, Dragon Gate, they work so fast. They Everyone knows each other so well. They just, the transitions and the fluidity of all their sequences are just, they're, they're I, you have to watch it. Because unless, you, <laughs> you have to watch it. There's no, you wouldn't know it existed unless you unless you watch them. Uh, there's, there's no other company like them when it comes to multi-mans. But that being said, they struggle to produce uh, singles matches on the same level. That's why Yamato versus Shingo last year was so special because it was so good, uh, and like a lot, that's where they struggle is their main events single scene, which because all their wrestlers are you know they kind of do better work in uh, multi-man situations, and I think Yamato is one of those. Um, I think Shingo does great work in singles. Uh, I think Masato Yoshino does, um, and like you know Yamato can. Uh, Nuruki Doi can, um, T-Hawk can, 
BB Hulk, former Dreamgate champion, he had some great singles matches, but like not consistently. It's not like New Japan, you know. New Japan, New Japan's multi-man matches are pretty much just prelims. They're very rarely like focused on, but they're big singles matches. I mean, there's, the, I mean, there's no company in the world that has singles matches that feel as important or as as good as New Japan, especially this year. But I would say for the last five years, since the, the Okada era, that's been true. And not just of Okada. I mean, look, I, uh, you know, Omega, obviously Tanahashi, Naito, Ishii, you know. Um, even, I mean, Goto. You throw Goto in a main event and uh, like, a big spot, the dude delivers. Um, so, yeah, I mean... But this match apparently was great because Masaki Machizuki is, in my opinion, the best singles wrestler in uh, in Dragon Gate. And he's 40... What is he? 47 years old. He's 47. He's closer to 50 than 40. Think about that. And he's still... It's not like this dude just appeared here. It's not like he won... He won a number one contenders match against Big R Shimizu, the big up-and-comer, right? Uh, literally, he's a big, uh, and that's also his name, and he is, but, uh, <laughs> Big Oshimizu is great, but Mochizuki beat him, I, that surprised the fuck out of me, for one, and then two, he beat Yamato, but it's, I, t- I couldn't have booked this better, because Mochizuki, at 47 years old, is the best singles wrestler in Dragon Gate, in my opinion, I think he's even better than Yoshino, or, Sh- or Shingo, uh, and, uh, I mean, who else would there be? Shima? I mean, Shima's good, too. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's the best. Even Big R Shimizu, as good as he is, I think he's... Mochizuki is just... He's one of the best wrestlers in the world that nobody talks about. Because he's just... An, he's the old guy in Dragon Gate who's not Sima. Right? He's like... The old guy in Dragon Gate, he's like the second guy, old guy in Dragon Gate. But now he's the world champion again. And I can't wait to see these his reign. He's gonna he brings out the best in every opponent. He works. This dude had a match with Shingo in November of 2015 that was uh, like a f- five star match. It was like it was I don't know if I gave it five stars at the time, but I I should have. It was at least four and three quarters. It was a, a, a like a like a match of the year level in 2015 was another awesome year for New Japan and WWE was having a better in ring year. Than they've had this year, and like that was one of the standout matches of the year, Mochizuki versus Shingo, uh, and uh, Mochizuki lost that match. Um, and now here, t- <laughs> two years later, he's two years older, he's forty-seven now. Uh, he's the champion, and to me, he's he deserves it. He's like, he's gonna be the best guy. He's so good. He's uh, this kick. I just look up Mojo, Masaki Mochizuki matches, people. He's uh, he's been the man forever. Um, just like this gruff baby face, you know, like a, just like an old grumpy, but like you know, a, a benevolent grump. You know, he's just like like the dude from like the guy from Up. If he could kick ass, you know what I'm talking about. Remember, if you've seen Up, if you haven't, you should. Uh, he's like that. He's like Carl from Up. If Carl from Up could also kick you right in the face and knock you unconscious. That's what Masaki Mochizuki is. He's just, he's the man. And I can't, ah, I just, it warms my heart. Uh, and I haven't even watched the fucking, the match yet. And I'm just, I can't, I can't wait for this title reign. It's gonna be great. 
off to a great start apparently and um yeah i, I just i can't wait um all right so all this indie stuff oh we're not done yet i, gotta, I guess kind of to ring of honor i guess i'll preview this really quick by the time you guys listen to this the show will have happened so let's just run through this card here this is death before dishonor I didn't even know. This has become like a meme now among the community. People don't even know when Ring of Honor pay-per-views happen anymore. That's how, they're so, how is their promotion so shitty? I watched their weekly television show and I don't even know about this. Um, okay, so. Uh, the Kentucky gentleman Chuck, Chucky T. Is this, does he not go by Chuck Taylor? Does this his official name Chucky e. T on here? Alright, Chucky e. T versus um, the villain Marty Skrull. It took Ring of Honor this long to get Chuck Taylor, huh? It took him this long. They had to be in this dire of straits where they have, like, nobody. <laughs> they have, like, just a bunch of guys and Dalton Castle. That's, like, the and Ken Cody, I guess. And the Bucks. That's their whole roster. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Marty Skrull's great, too, but he's he's not sticking around. Um, I, you know, Marty Skrull's probably leaving Ring of Honor soon, right? I mean... Is he? Well, maybe not. He's probably not going. To, I don't. He's not going to WWE yet. He's still working in New Japan. I, you know, I think Chucky e. T should get the win here to put him over as a guy. You want to, you want to push Chucky e. T a little bit, right? Uh, I, I would buy, but I feel like Scroll could totally win this. Um, should be a decent match. It's the opener. Um, Las Vegas Street Fight. Jay White versus Punishment Mar Martinez. This has been a, an unheralded feud that's actually been really good. Jay White and Martinez have had some really good matches, and no one talks about it because fucking Ring of Honor. It's like Ring of Honor is like TNA now. Like nobody even. It's like a black hole. This place. They have some great wrestlers, but like, it's like there's no. We all know Jay White's going back to New Japan. You know, we all know Skrull and Osprey aren't sticking around forever, right? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, there's no feeling of, um, uh, uh, like, nothing matters because it's not gonna last, you know? Um, so, anyway, this, uh, but this feud, Jay White versus Punishment Martinez has actually been really good. The matches have been really good. Punishment Martinez is, uh, I think he's underrated. He's, uh, he's, he can work for a big dude. Um, his gimmick is whatever. I mean, it's not doesn't do anything for me as, as his gimmick maybe that's why i think that's why everyone shits all over him but his wrestling is really not that bad as far as big guys go he's one of the better ones out there he's no donovan dijack ring of honor fucked up i now can't hold on to that guy and keith lee they had can you they had donovan dijack and keith lee ah oh. and now they're having five star matches in pwg and not in ring of honor they could have had that feud Ring of Honor could have had the Dijak Keith Lee feud in their own, but nope. Oh well. Uh, anyway, going back to this, <laughs> Jay White versus Punch Martinez. I guess Punch Martinez is gonna win. They protect him. He's big. He doesn't lose. He hasn't lost anyone's move. I don't think maybe ever, except maybe Leo Rush in the Top Prospect Tournament two years ago. Speaking of guys that they couldn't hold on to, um, Leo Rush is fucking. Uh, over at the performance center right now, um, but uh, Jay White, uh, since it's a street fight, I don't think Jay White's gonna beat him with another roll up. Uh, and Jay White's probably on his way back to New Japan. He might be that guy. Uh, it's either him or Sammy Callahan, 
who they've been doing these vignettes for in New Japan with the like the guy holding the knife and being all creepy and weird. Those are the two names people are speculating. So either way, Jay White's not sticking around. So Punishment Martinez going over here makes sense. Uh, last man standing, it's uh, last real man, Silas Young, uh, with Beer City Bruiser versus Jay Lethal. This has been a feud that has been happening, you know. Uh, they've been a bunch of three and a half star matches going on with Lethal and Silas and Lethal beat the fuck out of Bruiser apparently two weeks ago. Um, man, remember when Jay Lethal was like the man when he was champion and like he was like a hot commodity, you know? And he really felt like the man in Ring of Honor. I don't know. Now he's, I mean, you know, obviously he had to, if you're not the champion, you gotta do other stuff, but you know. It just kind of sucks that, like, in Ring of Honor, it's like you can't... There's not that many slots to hold on to that shine, you know. Um, so, Jay Lethal should win this, because he's just better than Silas Young in pretty much every way. Um, it's a bigger star. So, and he should be uh, challenging Cody soon. He beat him before he won the title, so he should be. Uh, so now, here's... What is this? Uh, winner receives a uh, six-man tag team title shot later that night. The Kingdom versus Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Talk about some shit I don't give a fuck about. And I like the Briscoes, but man, I don't care about really anyone else in this match. Matt Taven, whatever. TK Orion, he's fine. Vinny Marseglia, sure. Bully Ray, he's a guy. I, what do you want from me? Uh, let's move on. And now the Ring of Honor... World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Uh, so it's Adam Page and the Young Bucks versus the winner of the match that have just happened. I guess I should make some predictions here. Uh, wait, when did wait when did Adam Page and the Young Bucks... I thought the Six-Man Champions were the Dalton Castle and the boys. <laughs> when did they lose to them? First of all, where is Dalton Castle on this card? Is, it, is he not on this card? What is going on? Is he injured? Or Wait, wasn't Don Castle the number one contender? Or is that, are they doing a gimmick? Did he get injured or something? I, I don't know. He's not on this card. <laughs> He's like my favorite guy in Ring of Honor. Well, okay. Uh, that's That kind of sucks. Um, well, I know everyone loves the Young Bucks. So good for them. Um, I guess uh, Adam Page and the Young Bucks... Wasn't Adam Page going to WWE or something? So I guess... I don't fucking care. I guess the Kingdom might win. Well... I don't give a shit. I guess the Kingdom's going to win it back. Right? Because it's like... The Bullet Club are baby faces in Ring of Honor anyway. So the Kingdom can... Can beat, um... Bully Ray and the Briscoes and then, uh... And then beat Heels. I guess they... I just... They always... Matt Haven, so I guess the I just the, the kingdom I assume will win them back, and then the Bucks are working double duty because right after that um, they have to. Well, I don't know if it's gonna happen on the card right after that, but uh, they're working the Motor City Machine Guns. I love the Motor City Machine Guns. None of people talk about how great they are anymore. They are one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. They're so great, and no one cares about them, and it's bullshit just because they're not in Bullet Club. Like what the fuck? They're every bit as good as the Young Bucks. Yeah, they don't have... I guess they don't have quite have the charisma. 
but they don't. But they're great. Um, and they do have charisma. Just not. They're not. They can't be. They're not in the Bullet Club, so they're not the cool guys, I guess. But the. I love them. Love the guns. They're just. Uh, everything they do is just great. I love them. Uh, they're not gonna beat the Young Bucks, though. I'm pretty sure. I don't think. Who is gonna beat the Young Bucks? As long as they're there, there's no reason to take these titles off them. They're, like, the biggest draw in Ring of Honor. Uh, so. And then we have, uh, for the World Television title, Kushida versus Kenny King. Look who's working, uh, I mean, it might not actually be the semi-main, but here on the card it looks like a semi-main. Kenny King. Uh, Kenny King, after appearing in The Bachelor, they really pushed him. Eh, he did good for himself in The Bachelor. He had a little feud with a white guy over racism, so really got himself over, uh, and, uh, he's working Kushida in the semi-main here, and, uh, I, look, we all know Kushida's one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, I think one of the best baby faces on planet Earth is Kushida, um, he can't hold this title forever, it's not his, <laughs> it's not his title to hold, sorry, he's a, um, you know, he's a New Japan guy, is Kenny King the guy to be the television champion? I feel like someone like Chucky e. T makes a better television champion, right? If, like, Chucky e. T beats Kushida, face versus face. Uh, Kenny King's basically a face now anyway, so. Um, yeah, I don't see Kenny King as the guy to... I think this little push for him has been nice, you know, trying to make him into something. But I kind of uh, tend to agree with uh, Jim Cornette that Kenny King is more or less a preliminary wrestler. Um, I don't... You know, I'm not going to agree with Cornette about, um, I'm not going to shame Kenny King for being a, uh, a male, uh, a pole dancer or anything like that. You know, what you do in, uh, at the night, what you, what you do for money and for, that's legal is your, is your own business. Um, so, but Kenny King, uh, the king of the night, uh, this should be a good match. I don't know if it'll be, I still think Kenny King is like, he's a good athlete, but he, his matches are never... They're never great, really. Like they, but Kushida's uh, such a good wrestler that maybe this one will be great. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then we have um, the uh, Ring of Honor champion, Cody, versus the Never Openweight champion, Minoru Suzuki. And this is for the Ring of Honor World Championship, which I think pretty much guarantees Cody winning. Right? I mean, <laughs> that would be kind of weird if Suzuki won. I mean, yeah, Suzuki's not winning. I'm not looking forward to this, uh, which, I, you know, so it's Suzuki's first time in America in, like, 25 years is the whole thing. I guess that's the whole story here. Minoru Suzuki has not been great when not wrestling, like, you know, certain... Yeah, Michael Lago's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he just had a bad main event with him with a bunch of Suzuki and bullshit. Now, is Suzuki gonna be there to fuck around? I don't think so. At least not all of them. I don't, they're not gonna fly in all Suzuki gun just to fuck around in this main event, probably. So, I guess Suzuki, there won't be shenanigans. But the other thing is Suzuki, even in the matches like in the G1, where there wasn't as much Suzuki gun bullshit, I don't think Cody's a level of worker to bring out the best of Suzuki, even in like this main event level, I just don't think the mix is there. Suzuki's a, like in this in his in his later age, 
Look, he's one of the best of uh, of a generation or two, for sure. And he's a he's a badass. He's got that theme song. Everything about him is is he's a he's an excellent pro wrestler. But his matches, I have to be honest, they have been very hit or miss. And yeah, it is because of Suzuki Gun a little bit, but also I, he's just I don't know. He's older. He's just he's not. He brought it, look, he'll bring it against Okada and Omega, right? Uh, and, uh, but he doesn't, um, yeah, he's just, I don't know. I don't think Cody's the type of guy that's going to bring out the best in Suzuki, or vice versa. Suzuki doesn't, that's the thing, Suzuki doesn't bring out the best in his opponents. He doesn't, he, he's like, he wrestles, he does what he does, and then his <laughs> opponents either sink or swim. Now, is that is that the you know is that the right way to go about it? Necessarily, a lot of people would say no. But try telling no to some Minoru Suzuki, he'll punch your face in. So Suzuki's not a guy who wrestles to get people over. He does what he does, and you better be good enough to get yourself over. That's his mentality. Is Cody good enough? It's borderline. I mean, you know, Okada will will get people. Over. Okada got Cody over. He he. He, I don't want to say he carried Cody, but I mean, let's be honest, he, he helped Cody get to the best match of his career in that match that they had in uh, Long Beach. Suzuki's not going to do that. He's going to slap him. He's going to fucking put him in a hole for a while. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't see it this being an exciting match. Which is weird because I like both guys. Uh, I like Cody. He's not an elite worker, though. And, um... I really hope they get this belt to fucking Dalton Castle. Like, before... I don't know what... Where's... Is he... He better be legit injured. Um... Anyway, that's Death Before Designer. I'm really... Um, I'm not that excited for this. If I was looking at the... I guess I'm looking forward mostly to the Bucks versus the, the guns. The Motor City Machine Guns. I always like seeing Kushida. Kushida Kenny King could be good. Uh... And I... I you know, watching Chucky e. T on, uh... Pay-Per-View... Is still, um... Pretty cool, and he's got a good opponent, Skrull. And Jay White versus Punch Martinez should be good. Uh, it's a street fight, some gimmicks. So, you know, I'm not um, I'm not overly hyped for this, but it's a decent card. I've seen worse. Um, let's go over to um, we'll work our way up up popularity. Let's go to New Japan here. Uh, Destruction in Kobe. This is this Sunday, the same day as. No mercy. Was that, that's their theme song, right? It's just the guy in the deep voice saying, No mercy. There's been 13... This is the 13th No Mercy. There's been a fuck ton of No Mercies. Did you guys know that? It makes sense. They named a game after it, and it was, like, the best game ever. Um, okay, let's go through this really quick here. Because this is a B-show. It's really mostly about the, the big matches at the end. Uh, we've got Hawaii Kawato and Tenzan versus Kitamura and Oka. It's a Young Lion match, and also Tenzon's there. So Tenzon's going to be one of the Young Lions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Liger, Ricochet, Taguchi, Tiger Mask, and Makabe. So uh, kind of like a, a Taguchi Japan with Liger and Tiger Mask. Versus Suzuki Gun. Oh, fuck. Uh, Desperado, Taichi, Taka, Izuka, and Kanamaru. So, all the, it's Azuka and the Juniors, huh? Well, that that will happen. Bullet Club! <laughs> Bad Luck Fallon and Chase Owens. 
versus Kuroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Uh, that actually, that could be alright. That probably will be fine. I'm gonna guess Fall. Well, no, Chase Owens always loses. I guess Goto pins Owens. Sure. Uh, four. Oh, this is a singles match. Holy shit. But the Beretta versus Yujiro Takahashi. Are they just... Wait, wait. Are they just called him Beretta? There's no, is, is it not Trent Beretta anymore? Uh, it says here it's just Beretta. I mean, it's fine with me. Uh, but it's like a real WWE thing to cut off people's first names. But that's it. It's listed here as Beretta versus Yujiro Takahashi. So, um... No, this is cool. I mean, yeah, Yujiro sucks or whatever, but Beretta's getting his first heavyweight singles match, and he he's gonna he's I mean he's gonna win, because uh, there's no reason. Look, it's fine. He can lose to him in tags, but he should he shouldn't fuck around with Yujiro for too long, right? He can overcome Yujiro, so we can put him into some shit that might matter, you know. Um, war then we got War Machine. Uh, oh my god, this tag match again, the third time. Uh, Hanson and Rowe versus Gorillas of Destiny versus the Kill Elite Squad. Kill, I, the, you know, why aren't these matches better? <laughs> is it because Gorillas of Destiny aren't... They're just... They're good sometimes? Or is it the three-way format? I watched these first two matches. The first one was... Um, uh, uh, don't watch that first one. The second one was okay. Um, it was definitely better. Uh, at least the good news is War Machine has won both of them. The, the only way this is good is if War Machine also wins this one. And Killer Lead Squad and Gorillas of Destiny, back of the fucking line. Because <laughs> uh, established War Machine as dominant champions. Have them hold it to the dome, and I guess lose to whoever wins the um, the tag league, I guess. Which I don't even know who that could be right now. But, um... Yeah, I mean, let's just have War Machine retain. Well, they're the, War Machine, they're the best. Uh, David Finley and Kota Ibushi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi and Michael Elgin. What the fuck is this match? This could be... Oh, man. what? This could be great. It's probably not gonna be because it's the sixth match on the fucking Destruction Show. It's fourth from the top. David Finley really needs to... He's good. I mean, he's definitely getting pinned in this match, so... Uh, I mean, he gets to work with Ibushi. That's kind of cool. Uh, what am I talking about? He's wrestling against Tanahashi also. He's he's. It's not like he hasn't worked with main eventers and tags before. But it, but usually he's in like, you know, it kind of is kind of a bigger spot for him. He's usually more like eight mans and stuff. I mean, he's uh, I really haven't given David Finley a, a big chance. It's like when him and Ricochet beat the Young Bucks for the the junior tag belts. That was like this pinnacle, and he's really just been. A prelim guy since then. Not for any real reason. I mean, he's been relatively over. He's a good worker. You know? Uh, he could be pushed. He needs to go on excursion or something. I don't know. Anyway, he, this match could be really good. I don't know how long it's going to go. It's mostly just a tease of Bushi and Tanahashi. Uh, so, I mean, David Finley eats the pinfall to, to, one of the, to Tanahashi or Elgin. Chaos, Rocky Romero, Tomorishi, and Toriano versus L.I.J. It's uh, Bushi, Sonata, and Naito is the version here. Um, so, teasing... Well, what is this? This isn't really... Oh, yeah, Ishii and Naito, yeah. So it's set up for that. And Sonata and Toriano have kind of been in a feud. And then Rocky Romero and Bushi would be the juniors. They're kind of in a feud just because Chaos is feuding with L.I.J., 
Like, it, like Romero just matches up with Bushi because they're both the juniors, who aren't the main juniors of their factions. Because the main juniors would be Hiromu and Osprey, uh, and they're in the next match, uh, Kazuchika Okada and Will Osprey versus Evil and Hiromu. That is the that could be awesome. That I will temper my expectations though, because there was a an Ishii and Osprey versus Naito and and Hiromu match from the first night. That was not as good as it sounds on paper. So I think Okada. Well, this is a, Ishii never doesn't work hard, so I don't know. I mean, Okada's a good tag worker, though. I think Okada and Osprey. This could be like like a really great match. Okada and Osprey versus Evil and Hiromu. It's like if that was on like fucking PWG. Well, if yeah, if Okada just showed up to PWG, people would lose their shit. But like that's if this was like a a, a Rev Pro main event. This would be like people would like be all about this. But it's like second from the top on this destruction show. It's like uh, we'll see. It could be a. It could be great. Um, and I guess who the fuck's winning this? How, these are all guys. Is the is Evil gonna pin Okada on this in this show? That seems like almost likely because it's like Osprey. If Osprey and Hiromu are moving towards a three way, I guess if Osprey knocked out Hiromu in that last segment, then Hiromu could pin Osprey. I don't like that. I don't like Evil pinning Osprey either. Just because he's the... And I don't like Okada pinning Hiromu. Which is really other... Well, I mean, you know, it's, pro it's probably fine if... if Evil... I guess Evil pinning Osprey? I, I guess I'm fine with that. Ah, I'm fine. You know, Hiromu can pin Osprey. Hiromu needs some heat. I, I actually... I hope that... I hope Okada doesn't beat Hiromu. As I guess my main thing. Hiromu kind of needs... Osprey is gonna be fine because he stay he stays over because of how good he is, so I guess you could beat him, and uh, I guess that's fine. Um, so that goes leads us to the main event here: Kenny Omega versus Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. The first defense, the historic first defense of the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Title. And Kenny Omega's coming off surgery, so we'll see if he's able to perform at the level that he um, usually does. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would temper my expectations for this a little bit, just because he's coming off surgery. If he wasn't coming off surgery, you could bet your ass uh, this is gonna this, this would be uh, the best match of the three shows. And I'm saying that as somebody, I really like Tanahashi versus Saber. I gave that like four and a four and a quarter. Uh, and I think Omega and Juice would surpass that for sure because you gotta remember Juice he's had great he's had f like four star plus matches with Naito and, o and Okada already this year and his match with Omega in the G1 I even gave four even though they, it didn't go super long but I thought it told the story and did exactly what it needed to do perfectly uh, in and out of there uh, with Juice getting the, sur the surprise upset win and then so I think you can put these guys in a main event slot. You give them like thirty minutes. Omega, he's he wants his U.S. title to mean a lot. He's not fucking around here. This is his belt. He basically was given. Basically, New Japan made a belt for him, so he could fucking have these main events. That's like what it's for. So Omega, I, Omega knows he understands this. 
He's not a dummy. He's he wants this belt to become a thing, so he's going to try to he's going to set a precedent here. He's gonna even if he's come off surgery, I, I worry because I think he's gonna try pretty hard. Uh, I yeah my the guys in the the pure cast I think are out of their minds, saying like they're gonna get T-shirt Kenny. What what do you think? What he's in a singles main event. When has that ever happened? When has Kenny Omega ever not tried in a singles main event? Especially for his newly won title. You think he's not going to try? You'd be out of your mind. Now, can he believe it? Will he maybe not do all this crazy fucking moves that he would usually do? Possibly. Because he's coming off surgery, so I don't even really necessarily want him to do that. But that doesn't mean he's not going to try or like... You can like look, you can if you you can work smarter and safer rather than like uh, you know harder per se, right? I mean, and Omega understand. He's talked about this in interviews. He understands this. This dude is not just a, a fucking high spots guy. He can do them, so he does them. He's a great athlete. I, that's what people don't understand. You know, he but he also he he his psychology, his storytelling. He's aces in all these departments, so I don't understand why people. I don't, at this point, how can you? How can you not? How can you not expect Kenny Omega to to deliver? At this point, like, what does the man have to do? Like, I don't. I, 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 fucking unless you just don't like him. If you're Jim Cornette, you just you're just gonna fucking thumbs down any match he has for pretty much no reason. Even when the psychology and everything else is spot on. And he's everything he does, you're still just gonna thumbs down it because in the fucking opener, he's wearing a t-shirt and fucking putting the flag of someone's ass or something, something wacky. I, in a main event spot, it's Okada and Omega. They're the guys. This in the, in the whole world, maybe of this whole decade. Uh, I can't, I mean, if you really think about it, who's been better, AJ Styles? Has he really been better than Omega, though? <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's think about this. Is AJ Styles actually better than Kenny Omega? Or do you just like him because he's a serious wrestler? Is, is that really what it is? He doesn't pl do, do comedy shit when he's in the prelims. Is that really what you mean when you say he's better than Omega? Because that doesn't, that doesn't make you better. And AJ Styles is great, obviously. One of the best in the world. I've been saying that since 2005, when I was 15 and didn't know anything about wrestling, really. I still thought he was the best in the world then. And people took people a decade to agree with me. Um, and for him to go to Japan and get all cool and shit. And be part of the Bullet Club. That's what it took for people to agree with me. About AJ Styles. Oh, I'm, I'm ranting now, aren't I? <laughs> Fuck. Um, now I have the same rant about Omega. It's like fucking, this guy's been amazing this whole time. And it's, uh, it took people all this time to realize... And still, people still are like, oh, it's destruction, he's coming off surgery, he's probably gonna not try. What are you doing? What? You're out of your mind if you think that. You're out of your mind. I don't know what to tell you. Have you been watching this man? What? Give me It's like, you know what it is? It's like, it's It's like you don't get it. It's like, yeah, he fucks around in prelims. It's a, he, there's a difference. <laughs> Just because it's destruction, it's a main event. They, he knows eyes are on him. It's like he's not. He's, uh, anyway.
It's the first defense of his U.S. title that was made just for him. And he knows it. And he knows he needs to get this belt over. That was his, his whole job. It's the it's the U.S. title. It's fucking... It's not even being defended in the U.S. It's, it's, it's called the U.S. title. It's for the Western audience. He's the guy. He's, he's the guy the West is looking at. He knows this. You know, the West, yeah, we're watching Okada if you're... A, if you're a hardcore, you're watching everything. But, uh, anyway. And you know Juice is going to work his fucking ass off here. It's going to be, uh... This I, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't know how good this match could be. It's hard to, you know, because until someone has, like a, like a... Juice hasn't had, like, a match of the year, per se. He's had some real great matches. I don't know if this will be a match of the year. But, I mean, they're going to try. I mean, they're going to try. So, I think for sure this. I think this will this will be better than Tanahashi and Saber. Look, if it's not, if it's just, if it's just a four star match, that's totally fine with me. But it's, I'm telling you, don't. Ex- it's not going to be T-shirt Kenny. It's what? It's not. He's not. This isn't a Toriano match, okay? This is fucking Juice Robinson, a fiery babyface coming after his title. Why would he fuck around? He lost to the guy already. Why would he not take him seriously? Um. Anyway, uh, that's my rant about that. Uh, I don't know a whole other rant about Enzo Amore, but I think I'll save that for when Burnell's here, just so I can pop him. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want—I don't feel like doing that rant by myself. Honestly, it's just. Uh. Anyway, let's get to No Mercy. Oh, great! Well, <laughs> No Mercy—the opener. Is Neville versus Enzo Amore? I'll just say this: You want a preview of my rant? Enzo Amore is the worst, the worst babyface of all time, of all time. Yeah, of all time. Enzo Amore. <laughs> Those are big words. Okay, I can't really say of all time. I'll I've ever seen. Okay, I've been watching the WWE since 2000. Uh, Ring of Honor, been following all this whole decade, New Japan this whole decade, and the last few years, uh, other puros like All Japan and Dragon Gate, and, uh, uh, I've watched a lot of TNA, I've been watching TNA since, like, 2005, on and off, uh, I've watched Progress, I've seen pretty much all of Progress, uh, I've watched a lot of wrestling, especially in the last few years, I, I, I who's the worst babyface than Enzo Amore that you've ever seen? I'll, I'll I'll save the rant, but he's I'm, he's the worst. Um, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. God, fuck it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> it's a man. They they build this as a man versus man match. It's like, what do you what do you uh, whatever. It's okay. So okay, we we do the the match with the demon to build to the match where he can't be the demon. All right, Finn better win. That, that's all I can say. Intercontinental Championship: The Miz versus Jason Jordan. Well, The Miz has been awesome. Uh, I should you know I should really The, the Miz I, okay. The, the Miz deserves for me to put him over here. The Miz has been great. Uh, whether it's segments with Enzo Amore, the worst babyface of all time, with Jason Jordan, who can't really talk great yet, uh, can't talk great, 
He can't speak well. Uh, yet. Not a great promo. Um, he, uh, so, look, he's been awesome all year. The, the, the segments with Dean Ambrose, the segments with John Cena. Uh, who else was he feuding with? Um, uh, whatever. He's been great. The, the, the man's been on fire. People want him to be champion again. There's a little swelling of that. I don't want him to be world champion. That being said, he'd be a lot better of a world champion than Jinder Mahal. That doesn't mean I'd think he'd be better than uh, a Braun Strowman or a Samoa Joe or uh, who else we got on Raw here. Could be a. I mean, uh, uh, or even Lesnar. I don't think he'd be as good a champion as Lesnar, honestly. But he's, uh, you know, he's he fills his role perfectly. Jason Jordan, I think, has got upside, but this this gimmick is this this bead Kurt Angle son gimmick is killing him. It is killing him dead. This thing that's supposed to help him is hurting him so much, and it's complete tone deafness on the part of WWE. They thought this would help him. It's not. Um, it's the reason people aren't into him actually, because if you just watch his wrestling, his wrestling is great. He's got a great drop kick. He's a great athlete. He's throwing people fucking hither and yon. It's it's great. And then you remember, oh yeah, he's Kurt Angle's son. Wink. Fuck this guy. Because he's fake. That's what I mean. He's like he's what Roman calls John Cena every week. He's a fake bitch. Because he's part of this bullshit angle. It's nonsense. Uh, so then we move on. Anyway, I hope... Th- yeah, I don't know if Jason Jordan should win the title yet. He, I mean, he shouldn't win the title yet. He's not over at all. So, uh, the Miz should win. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, I mean, Dean Ambrose and Rollins have been great. They've been one of the better... They've been the highlights of the Raw's the past few weeks. I, well, that's not true. I mean, Braun Strowman and The Miz, right? Um, so, and the Cena versus Reigns promos have been great. But, I mean, in terms of in the in ring, the wrestling, Ambrose and Rollins have been carrying the, uh, the show, right? I mean... I think that's safe to say. Uh, they're both uh, good workers, especially Rollins. So it makes sense. Um, and uh, they do, they're do they doing good work as a tag team. I get they should retain here as much as I like Seamus and Cesaro. There's a real interesting parallel with these guys where these guys all were like single stars at some point and then were put together because... Uh, and then, the, the, you know, they weren't, they weren't getting along or Ambrose and Rollins hated they couldn't trust each other. And they got put back together, and now they're doing good work as a tag team. It's interesting the Hardys aren't even on this show. Um, so, we'll see what goes on with that. Um, they should probably be the next challengers. Oh, the Revival might be coming back, huh? No one's even talking about them. It's like out of sight, out of mind. But, uh, you know, I hope Vince doesn't lose faith in them. It's like, it sucks that people get injured right when they get called up. It's I mean, happened to Finn... Uh, happened the revival, all these great prospects, just like uh, sucks. Um, but yeah, Ambrose and Rollins to retain here should be probably one of the better matches on the show. I'm just looking at it. Uh, here we got the women's championship fatal five way. <laughs> I mean, it's you know who's in it. Uh, well, Emma's in it to lose. They just threw Bailey in because she was showed up. This is gonna be a clusterfuck. How could this match be good? How, you're not putting these women in a position to succeed. What, what are you... Are you going to give, like, 11 minutes to fuck around? All to just all bounce off of Nia Jax while she chucks them all? Makes them all look terrible? And then still doesn't win the title? 
because Alexa rolls. She's gonna Samoan drop someone, and then Alexa's gonna roll them up or whatever and use the ropes. It's gonna be Emma. <laughs> She's gonna be. Uh, or maybe Nia wins. I don't know. In some ways, that might be the better outcome. Instead of just this nonsense. You should have maybe Nia should just kill everybody and then pin Emma. And then like look like a dominant champion. And then that's how you build to Asuka. You know, I don't know. I mean, in my head, you even though Asuka's coming in, to me, the Mania matches, on SmackDown, it should be Charlotte versus Becky, right? And on Raw, it should be Sasha versus Bayley. To me, that's pretty obvious. Now, obviously, they see things in Nia Jax, and Alexa Bliss is a push commodity, which is fine. And I like Emma. Emma's, to me, one of the best... Emma's the, the third best person in this match, to me. Uh... I mean, arguably, she's a better wrestler than even Bailey. I mean, to me, Sasha's the best worker. Uh, you could argue Emma's even better than Bailey. I think that you could make the case. Uh, Emma's an under. I mean, she's, people don't talk about her as a good worker. But she's she's had great matches. Her mat. I think her match with Oscar is still one of Oscar's best matches. Probably, it's probably not as good as. The second Ember Moon match, it's not as good as that, for sure. But it might be my second favorite Asuka match. I think I like it more than the Bailey matches. So, yeah, I mean, Emma, Emma and Paige, you know, had great matches. Emma's had, she's, uh, yeah, she's a good, she's a, she's, when you put her in a, in a spot to succeed, she, she can fucking work. Um, but none of these women are in a, a fucking, a spot to succeed here, this is bullshit. How's anyone supposed to get over unless you're Nia Jax? That's why she should win. She just kill everybody and win. Fuck it. And then uh, I don't know. That's, see, that's the thing. How do you do Sasha and Bailey if Oscar's around? You could. Well, I mean, you could. You could do Oscar versus Nia, not for the title, as like a fucking number one contenders match in Mania. But they're not gonna do that because well, women don't deserve more than one match, which is for the title. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Look, this is, um... Uh, there's been ebbs and flows to these promos. The first week of promos was excellent. Next week was a little bit weaker. Reigns said some shit that made no sense about how, like, he outdraws John Cena. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, this past week, though, he made a lot of sense. Calling John Cena a hypocrite. Showing that promo he gave to The Rock. And then basically just mirroring it. It was really good. Uh, especially because the you know the parallels between Roman and The Rock, you know, it really makes sense. So uh, this will uh, probably be the best match on the show. Uh, the main event could be, uh, you know, yeah, it definitely could be. But I think this match will be the most fucking WWE main eventy style match. You know, gonna hit some finishers, gonna kick out, gonna fucking reverse it's a lot of reversals in and out of the finishers, you know. I bet Reigns is going to go for that Superman punch. Cena's going to catch him on the shoulders. Fucking AA that dude. I bet Roman's going to slip out of an AA to Superman punch him. Uh, what do you think uh, What do you think he's going to counter the spear with, Cena? What do you think? Just uh, he's gonna, You think he's going to leapfrog it? Cena's got a good leapfrog. He's probably going to leapfrog him, right? I think he's, that might happen. Uh, you might, you might, ca or might, do the, might just kick him in the face. How many how many reversals for the AA do you think Roman has? I don't really see. Uh, besides him just slipping out of it, I don't see him. You don't. I don't see anything really creative coming out of that. But um. 
Yeah, I think they'll have a really good match there. I wouldn't sleep... I mean, look, I think this is... Uh, I think Roman has to win here, and he should win. Um, doesn't mean I think Roman should be fucking main eventing WrestleMania, but I do think Roman Reigns should win here. It doesn't matter he is going to main event WrestleMania. What does it matter what I think? Uh, and we go to the main event. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, the man who should be king, the man who would be king in a just world, is going to lose to Brock Lesnar here. So, I mean, maybe they'll do like a no contest where they both kill each other. And then can't answer a 10 count or something. Maybe they'll do the superplex spot where they'll break the ring. Oh my god! They're doing that. I think I just decided... <laughs> they Wouldn't that make sense? They both did it to the big show. Wouldn't it make sense if they did the superplex ring break spot? Ah. Now I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. I'm working myself. Okay, may, I, that's the one way they can get out of this. If they, and if they... Neither of them gets up from that, I guess. Or something. But Lesnar's probably just going to win, so they're probably... Even if they do that spot, they'll probably continue the match. Uh, I do expect Strowman... This is where the announce tables... They're going to do the announce table shit again. Although, maybe Lesnar will put Strowman through one this time. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun fucking fight brawl. It might not even go that long. I hope it goes at least 12... You, I'd like it to go 15 minutes, honestly. Um... But Strowman is going to be over. Lesnar's going to be over. Uh, and I think... I, I mean, yeah, this could be the best match on the show. It's going to... Because the Lesnar matches are so different. You know, if we've established that a, a Stra Strowman can no-sell a German, you know, that's going to be interesting. Uh, he might... I, I hope he doesn't make Strowman tap out, but maybe that's what they go with here. Maybe he wins with a Kimura. Um, we'll see. Definitely expect uh, some finisher kickouts in this one as well. Um, man, I just wish Strowman would fucking win. <laughs> He's like the guy right now. Um, so, uh, that's all the previews I got here. Uh, I've, wow, I've already been going over an hour just talking to myself. So, yeah, this was, um, I'll wrap things up here, I suppose. Uh, just a few notes on SmackDown, I guess. Uh, the Jinder Mahal promo was shitty. Uh, Kevin Owens' promo was great. Uh, did they even did they even talk about the cruiserweight match on this show? Or was they just upset about Enzo Amore? I mean, Neville better win that cruiserweight match, huh? He fucking better win. Neville's Neville's just great. Um, yes. Uh, what else on SmackDown? The women the women wrestled the main event, and it was it was good because you gave them time and the purpose. Gee, imagine that. Fucking. Ah, Charlotte, and also Charlotte and Becky were there. Do you think that had something to do with it? That's not just fucking Carmella wrestling every week? Well, I, I don't want to shit over Carmella, because she has upside of sorts. She's like the, But she's like the second worst woman on, on that roster. It's like Tamina and then her. I mean... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, you put the best workers... Well, and Tamina, I guess. It was Naomi. It was, it was Naomi, Charlotte, Becky, and Tamina. But you put three of the best workers together in a match, and it was a lot of fun. It was it was a good match. Um, I'm looking forward to Charlotte and Natty. It's going to be interesting. Now that uh, the roles have been reversed and Charlotte is the face chasing Natty, that's interesting. And, uh, excuse me here. Ugh. 
Oh god, okay. So, um... I think they'll have a really good match. You know, people sleep on, uh... Charlotte and Natty have had some of the better women's matches. And, uh... You know, the, first of all, the first takeover where they had... Uh... Well, I guess it was the... Yeah, I guess it was the, the first takeover. Charlotte versus Natty. That was a four-star match. And it was the first four-star women's match I'd ever seen. In WWE, I should say. Uh, so... In, uh... Even in North America... Well... Uh, there was a Lufisto, uh, 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 Athena, Ember Moon, Ember Moon, formerly known as Athena. There's the Lufisto-Athena match that was like a four and a quarter star match I saw, maybe that same year. But, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, Charlotte and Natty had the first four star women's match I ever saw in WWE. And now, obviously, there have been several since then. <laughs> um, not just in NXT, but even on the main roster with the horsewomen. So, um... Yeah, I, uh, all that to say, also they had a really, they had like a three and a half star match at Roblox, uh, whichever, what was the Roblox? It was a, the same one that had a, a really good Revival and, uh, versus Enzo and Cass match, I wanna say. I think it was the same one. It, it wasn't, it was like the December one? It wasn't the one with Ambrose and Triple H. It was the December one, I think. Um,. But yeah, it was, um, so, I'm just saying, I think Charlotte and Natty, I'm, I'm interested in it, I think it'll be good. I don't, Charlotte working face makes things a little different, but I think they're gonna pull it off. And there's gonna be emotional weight to it too, because of, uh, Rick and obviously the stuff he's been going through. Also, jeez, it took me this long, uh, I gotta say, rest in peace Bobby Heenan, I, I probably should have started the show with that. Um, but yeah, um... Uh, yeah, so, recipes Bobby Heenan, uh, and also, um, uh, I'm glad Ric Flair is doing better, uh, and I think that's gonna have a lot of emotional weight when Charlotte wins back the title, and she should probably hold it till, you know, when she, when she drops it to Becky at Mania, or at least it should be her and Becky at Mania, right? I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they're not doing this horsewoman angle with the, with the MMA girls, which I was really into... But it was, you know, it was split online. I saw there were some people who weren't into the MMA chicks at all. Some people think Shayna Baszler sucks. I mean, she's still green. I don't know if she sucks. She definitely could work on some stuff. But she's still got a ton of upside. I mean, she's still carries herself like a badass. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if Ronda's coming in. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, what I do know is uh, this Jinder Mahal reign is going to continue. And I will continue to be sad. Also, Rusev is the best. Rusev is, uh... Rusev is, uh... Just the greatest man alive. And, um... I guess that's all for me here. Uh... Let's see, is there anything else? Uh... If you have the Progress Alley Pally show. Ah, man, Benel can't be here for this? Fuck. Should I wait for him? I should wait for him to review Alley Pally. Right? Because fuck it. Uh... Uh, progress is our, sh but like the progress is our shared baby. You know what I mean? You know, it's like he, I do Japan, he covers the UK, but we we both do New Japan and Progress. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for him to do Ali Pally. I'll wait. Uh, I mean, if you guys, you should if you don't have Progress uh, on demand, you should get it. Uh, it's great, and um, yeah, I um, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for Ali Pally.
um, chapter 55, um, yeah, so I guess that's gonna be it for me then, um, yes, yeah, so I guess, to the next time, or hear me review, uh, well, probably I'll be reviewing, we'll be reviewing No Mercy, and, um, I guess Death Before Dishonor, maybe, and, uh, and Destruction in Kobe, as well as, uh, we'll be talking about, um, Raw Smackdown NXT for that, for that week, and, um, review Ali Pally for progress, uh, so, um, it's gonna be hype, but don't get hype, stay down, mojo.